0: In the most divisive of times, the great debates rage on. Who was the best Batman? Was the book truly better than the movie? Did Han shoot first? Nerds with opinions will seek to answer life's greatest questions. Hello there, fellow nerds. You are listening to Nerds with Opinions, episode number 71. As always, I'm your host, Matt Holden. Today on the podcast, I am joined by returning guests, Cynthia Borges and Tony Williams, and we are doing a Marks with Opinions episode, and we are reviewing the last three WWE pay-per-views, NXT TakeOver 30, SummerSlam, and Payback. Talking about wrestling today, here on Nerds with Opinions. So, I am here with my two guests, Cynthia Borges and Tony Williams, and we are going to be doing a Marks with Opinions episode. And... We haven't done one of these in a while in terms of, like, the uh, show reviews. And I realized that, actually, I think we um, just, like, didn't even do Extreme Rules. Uh, which is whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but WWE had three pay-per-views, two weekends. There was NXT TakeOver 30, SummerSlam, and then Payback. So we're going to try to, like, bust all those out in a relatively not super long episode so let's get right to it and start with TakeOver 30 and in the pre-show match Breezango defeated Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch and Legado Del Fantasma to determine the number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Championship this was a really short match right under seven minutes but I think they did a good job with the time they were given what do you guys think
1: I'm just super. Stu- I like missed most of it because I don't know what happened. Um, but I'm so stoked that Brizongo got a title.
0: Well, I, I guess love- we can go, go on and say that they they went from this to then go and win the championships the following Wednesday.
1: Oh, um, was that not the thing? No, no was a I just one said number one match. contender. Oh,
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a different match. But but uh, yeah, so they went on, um, won the titles. But I think the matches as a, as a whole was um, a little too short, you know, considering that they have a whole hour of pre-show. It's like, mm, like, let's give them like 15 minutes. Like, you don't need to talk for more than 45, in my opinion. Yeah, but
1: You're not wrong. That's like, just me. The one thing about the kickoff show is that, you know, you have like a good 45 minutes before you really need to watch. Be- because, like, you have one match on the kickoff show. Right. I feel like they Uh, could have done more with that time, showcase more talent, usually, so...
0: I have to say, uh, Legado del Fantasma, like, when they first... um, When they first got together, like, and formed that faction, I was like, okay. Like, I know that those guys were, like, around before, but I, I don't know. Like, I didn't really... I was like, all right. But now that they're, like, a group, they all dress the same... And I, I like I've been kind of like paying a little more attention. They're really good. Those mm-hmm. guys are really good in the ring. Uh, so I would love to see a continued thing with them in Brizongo. Tony, did you get did you see this match?
2: Yeah, we yeah. were watching it. We were saying that uh, Fandango sh- should win it because of like they posted about after they won the titles that it's been what? 3,000, Three thousand thirty four hundred days since. Joining and they've never won a title. And it's well, just then
0: like, Dango, he he's he said that he'd been in WWE for 13 years, and that was his first title, and that blew my mind, and I'm like, okay, that, that jibes, but that's atrocious.
2: So right. he had to be in FCW for like five years before he came up to the main roster then, because he I remember his first mania. I think that's
0: what he means, that he was contracted by yeah. WWE for 13 years.
2: But his first mania, he beat Jericho clean. Still, though,
0: that was a long time ago now.
2: That was 2013. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. He was supposed to be the next big thing, and I think we were talking about it in the group chat, and just – I don't know what happened. I think Vince uh, didn't like the dancing character that he created and (laughs) decided to bury him. And they even used it in reference when Daniel Bryan was white hot in the middle of his Yes movement. Being like, oh no, no, yeah, p- these people are all idiots. They don't know what they're talking. Remember when the, da, 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 remember when that was kind of popular? Where's that guy now? It's just like he's right behind him. It's just like it's ridiculously. Yeah. It's taken him that long to even win a, a title, even a tag title.
0: I oh, agree. Yeah. So let's move on to this. Uh, the opening match of the main card: Finn Balor defeated Timothy Thatcher in a singles match. Super, super technical match. Um, I think again and again, WWE audiences haven't got to see a ton of like very technical Finn Balor. But it got me thinking. So I think it was you, Tony, that posted that match between um, him and... uh, Zack Sabre Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. uh, That was just like a clinic, technical clinic. And he used to like work very technical style... Um, at times in Japan as well, but the American audience is just haven't got to see a whole lot of that. So I thought this was this, and then like his match with Johnny Gargano in Portland were really like displays of a style that he doesn't always show, but that he has in his mm-hmm.
1: uh, he his, has the his range quiver, as- if you will.
0: Um, but yeah, I uh, I think this was something for him to do until they like got him more. In the title picture, but then events happened that we'll 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 talk about at the end of um, talking about this pay per view. But mm-hmm. I love this match. What did you guys think?
1: Oh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it good. Like, like it, 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 oh, oh, go ahead. No, no.
2: Go ahead, Cynthia. No, you were talking. You first. were talking first.
1: <laughs> oh no, I just lost my train of thought though because of that. So okay,
2: Tony. In well, I was gonna say uh, I haven't seen a lot of Timothy Thatcher uh, outside of his Matt Riddle feud. But we were talking about it. He was like his
0: first big thing.
2: Yeah. But I like his style, how he's like, he's got that traditional look, no elbow pads, no knee pads. He doesn't even have like wrist tape or anything. He's just boots and trunks and he's stiff as shit. And
0: he reminds me a lot of like, if you mixed like a old school shoot wrestler with like Chris Benoit. Yeah. Like his, his, um. His like demeanor is very Chris Benoit. And it's not just because he's got the missing tooth. His just his whole thing, like he's fucking vicious and like, mm-hmm. and his and, like he's got a lot of intensity. Um, no,
2: I think he has the potential of getting up to that main roster level like quicker than most.
0: Yeah, he's very very good. I I think he's got a good, very simple but good character.
2: As he well. is who I would choose to go. Uh, not to jump ahead, but he's who I'd go against damien priest moving forward
0: oh i like that that's good booking okay cynthia so idea have your thoughts together
1: yeah so like as previously stated on many a podcast like i'm not usually into the technical thing though to be fair once again that one Zack saber jr match is a complete boner worthy thing that i didn't know i could pop um But like, we've
2: known you can pop it for Finn.
1: Well, like, (laughs) um,
2: okay. Get back on track.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Um, like, so I'm not really into technical thing, but there's something like, and I don't want to like, this is probably going to sound insulting, but there's something like dirty, you know, just like rough with Timothy Thatcher, which is like, I feel like the character thing about, even though it's like. Very technical and stuff. It just. you mean he's
0: rough around the edges, like kind of yeah. gritty? Yeah,
1: he's not, thank you. He's, he's it's not gritty, cookie not
0: gritty.
1: And like, it, I feel like it gives more like of an intensity to like his technical thing that like.
0: There's more realism to it because it looks yeah. more like a real fight.
2: He yeah. looks like a rabid badger.
1: And and uh, the fact that like Finn does get the chance to show off his more technical skills where he's been more like previously is more. Uh, Broke doing Matt. Stuff off the ropes and doing that stuff instead of just, like, straight up fighting. What? What are you guys laughing at? Okay. Anyway, anyways. Yeah, I, I liked it. I'm not mad with who won. Um, Timothy Thatcher and his matches that I've seen, even though sometimes he does piss me off, uh, he, he's good. I think he's really good. And he could be main card material, no doubt. I just in wwe that's not always a good thing
0: right stay in Uh, nxt so i tried i like so tony said something that started making me laugh and i was trying not to interrupt you uh because when you said he's like a a a rabid badger that's like it that pairs to what my comparison of chris benoit because he's the rabid wolverine but the rabid badger (laughs) is like the shittier version of the rabid (laughs) wolverine nickname yeah Uh, okay all right um yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, I think he'll be in NXT for a, a bit longer. Maybe not, though. It seems like it's so weird, like, um, kind of how they've been calling up people lately. Like, they're, there's some people that were like, oh, it's happening, it's happening. They've been in NXT forever, and then it still hasn't happened. And then there's some people that like, oh, cool, they're just getting their thing going, like Keith Lee. And they're like, nope, they're up on the main roster. So it's very weird kind of well, how Keith- how they're choosing to bring people up
2: keith Lee's situation is i believe uh, they don't have any uh big baby faces or decent baby faces so they needed that guy um it was supposed to be brawn but then look what they're doing with that and apparently now it's going to be the fiend but you need that quote-unquote believable good guy like
0: But 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 okay hold on keith lee's on a different show from all those guys though
2: yeah. So I, don't get, I don't get the comparison it's still, it's still like th- that's if anything that's more proving my point because I can't think of well I guess you got Drew but that's it you can't have one guy carry a show
1: yeah they try um, but like at the same time what bugs me is that like I mean like it's totally cool that he called got caught up that they're like doing good things with him but at the same time like he uh, he was just at the start of his title run on NXT like yeah, what the yeah. hell bro
0: well, you know, it, it's there's some people that like they push them really hard in NXT and then they called them up before they even got a title run. I think of like EC3 was an example, or of Bianca that. Belair, yeah. Um, so I, oh, the one thing I do understand because I, I heard this in an interview with Triple H that even though he has a, the most control over NXT when it comes to calling people up. He has to just comply. Like, if Vince wants to, you know, wipe out the whole roster, he can. Because, like, he technically owns these people's contracts. That sucks. So, um, I think that, you know, regardless of whether or not they were going to do more with Keith in in NXT, which we're jumping super far ahead, but uh, it it doesn't matter because they have no control over it. So, Mm -hmm. Um, let's move on to the next match the the human car crash that was the ladder match for the vacant nxt north american title damian priest defeated bronson reed cameron grimes johnny gargano and velveteen dream i'd like to start off with saying i think this was like a coming out party for some of these cats that weren't as well known um namely bronson reed and cameron grimes they really got to show like the nuances of their characters you know cameron grimes is kind of like a
1: was cowboy dude
0: steampunk yeah.
2: hillbilly uh Yeah.
0: But he 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 had some like comedy spots, but clearly like yeah. he's 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 kind of one of those like bump machines that he's yeah. willing to take disgusting bumps. Um and then Bronson Reed, I think, had a total coming out party because
2: Dude, he turned Johnny into a pancake. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, because he's, he's got that classic big man, but I love that he had, like, the Bam Bam Bigelow-inspired gear because yep. he reminds me a lot of Bam Bam Bigelow, where he's, like, a giant man,
2: but he Who shouldn't be able to do some of the stuff he can do.
0: Very agile, yes. Um, but in the end, I, like, this was a crazy high spot, just, like, nuts match, disgusting, you know, like, bumps and everything. But I think the right person yeah. won. Um Agreed. Because at a certain point it's like okay you've put him in some pretty marquee matches you know when it's are you going to put the a title on him and I think that I, I was kind of like oh are they going to put the title on Velveteen Dream I think that he's still got like way too much baggage on his yeah. name for mm. like in his personal life whether or not that's true or not but the alleged baggage is like mm, I, he's not safe to put a, t- a title on I was actually surprised he was in this match but what did you guys think of this
1: it, it. I liked it because I got to see a bunch of people I've never really seen all that much in action because usually on it when it's NXT time I'm not watching NXT. Um but like and I got introduced to all these characters and I've seen Damian Priest a couple times before. Um and I, I was like okay whatever. Um I honestly just didn't want Johnny Gargano to win and he didn't. But, like, the fact that it showcased a lot of the talent, like you were saying, it just made me more invested in seeing, like, what they're going to do next. Tony? Plus that ladder split spot. Yikes. Just. Uh, I'd
2: mm-hmm. probably agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Um, the right guy won. We've been saying since, I think, uh, who did he fight... I think it started with that that Johnny match, and then the match with Finn, where like Damian Priest is going to be big, he's going to be great, and then it's it was just a matter of time.
0: What I remember, even we were talking about it, like okay, it's okay that he's taking an L in some of these big matches, but Mm -hmm. at a certain point, like he needs a big win because if you keep having like this giant monster, you know, that's like very very agile, and clearly has like a very unique character. If you keep having him take big marquee losses, like he's going to diminish. So you have to Mm -hmm. pull the trigger on him at a certain point. I think they, they did. And yeah, the
2: right I think time. that's what we were even saying. Um, that's kind of what Finn's character or Finn's role kind of mm-hmm. has been, even though these people are losing to Finn, they're putting on such good matches. They're, they're not really getting hurt by it. That's and then this point. is, even this is even proof of it because, uh, priest lost his match against Finn, uh, in your house. He took that nasty yeah. stair bump and then now he's North American champion. And then I I agree with the uh, I literally just forgot his name Bronson,
0: yeah Bronson Reed yeah,
2: yeah. he's gonna be big he's gonna be a, a another a good uh, big man character following Keith Lee's role and do you think <laughs> he
0: should he should pick up the Keith Lee spot in NXT um, I, don't I don't
2: tend think he, to think so as a big man yes I don't think that's what I meant yeah I was gonna say because I don't think. I think Keith Lee is one of those uh, one in a million. There, there's not going to be another one, but the big man character for NXT. Yeah, the, the,
0: the baby face, big man character that's agile. That's that's all I meant. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then Grimes. That, it, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. I, I do. You enjoy. Need, but you
0: need an annoying like you need a little Sammy that, butthole. That's, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. I I, I like him.
2: And I think he has the potential that if he needed to flip that switch and be kind of serious and be a workhorse, he'd be your guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Clearly he's good in the ring.
2: Yeah. And then Dream, I probably have to agree. Um, I'm hearing a lot more things coming out. Uh, Even between – like someone posted something about – or someone posted the picture of the Thunderdome that said Fire Velveteen and a lot of people – in NXT liked that post and it's just kind of like, okay, what's really going on? And I just, we, we've talked about him in the past, like saying he's young, he's super talented. If he's not an idiot, he's going to have a good career, but it looks like he's heading down that way.
0: The the, ju- the jury's out. He might, he might uh, have, be an idiot <laughs> yeah. and a bad person, but, but I, I guess, you know, we'll see. Um. And
2: then Johnny, I think Johnny shined in a different way of being that uh, in this match, the, the locker room leader for it cause but he's also
0: he's, a slimy little butthole too um, but he's yes. been around a lot longer he
2: knows how to <laughs> I'm not meaning like his character I'm meaning his role like he's he's got all these new guys that he's a ring pet yeah <laughs> him and Candace are still oh, I dude, love, hey
0: shout out to Candace LeRae she took some fucking nasty bumps in oh, this yeah. match
2: mm-hmm. Woo. She, she better be like if not next in line whoever's after Rhea in line for that title like they,
0: well they seem to have she's doing uh, a rivalry with Tegan Knox, which I think I, I'm okay with I think that it you can't have every single woman in the yeah. in the title picture and so if there's something interesting not with that attitude for them to do um you know so let's move on to the next match Adam Cole defeated Pat McAfee in a singles match um that so was a
1: surprising I, match w- so like just real
0: real 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 quick we were kind of all in agreement that we were not a fan of the booking of this match that like that it got booked in the first place Then we thought it was kind of beneath Adam Cole I still think that I so before I get into how I thought the match turned out I just want to say I still think that to me you have a guy that is the longest reigning NXT champion and is arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. I, I think he's in the top five. Mm-hmm. It, it, if not the top three, to be honest. Um,
1: Technically, he is it, in the top three. Yeah,
0: well, he was for, number yeah, two. Pro Wrestling <laughs> Illustrated. Yeah, uh, but I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the, like the celebrities coming in and like you know doing these kind of one off like stupid and, rivalries. Unless
2: it's Stephen Amell.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but but he's not going after the top guy when he's wrestled yeah. so that's a, I think that's a part of it um
2: but honestly so, with Pat McAfee I don't think he could have done that good with not the top guy
0: that's a good point yeah. so anyways so that's all I wanted to say about that so let's just talk about the match because I think enough's been said about that you know celebrities don't necessarily belong in the ring and that this was kind of um dumb booking
1: I thought this was going to be a terrible match Yep, I did too. To
0: uh, I, I think it that ov- <laughs> I think uh, everybody can agree that it over delivered.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. McAfee uh, uh, surprisingly, like I don't know anything about him. Even Devin, uh, he texted me one day. He's like, "So Pat McAfee's fighting some wrestler Adam Cole. Like, what's going on?" I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm kind of happy that you just texted me about it." And uh, it turned out a lot better. And Pat McAfee. Does-
0: that does go to show that that there was obviously like some crossover news, though, which is I, yeah. I obviously the whole reason they did this. Yeah, yeah. So mainstream sports outlets would pick it up.
2: Mm-hmm. McAfee, I don't know anything about. It. I don't even know what team he was the kicker for. The Colts. But okay, I just
1: but, recently found out he had to do with football. So because yeah. whenever I hear McAfee, I think of the antivirus software. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Adam Cole's fight the software program. I don't know. <laughs> No, he uh, he played the heel character very well. He like he uh started with the whole like, "No, I didn't do anything wrong." And then when he was like flip that switch, he like full throttled into it and it was like, "No, I'm a piece of shit." And, and so,
0: I was saying that all along like it, even though I would bitch about it, I, I I you know, I kept saying, "In terms of character and promos, mm-hmm. he's there." Well, he's he can, a he's he a host his, of his show, so Yeah. He can talk his ass off and he's like one of those people that is comfortable with the fact that hey, I've developed this this character, that's you know this a dick. He's a heel, like like a Howard Stern, like a Sam Roberts. They don't care if people dislike him; it's part mm-hmm. of their shtick. And so that lent itself really well to being a wrestling heel. Um, so in that regard, yes, I I totally agree with you.
1: Yeah, and then like when they're like, oh, he's putting an effort. I'm just like, is he though, or are you just uh like? is your video editing really good? And then he surprised us with, like, those couple of actual, like, really cool spots. What was it, like, off the ropes or some shit like that?
2: Well, yeah, even, like, even his, like, chain expect- wrestling
1: was
0: pretty sound, though, too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I did not expect, like, him putting that much effort into it, and I'm honestly glad he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that match just surprised me, because I thought it would be kind Even though I know Adam Cole is a great wrestler. I just figured it'd be kind of half-assed because it was just like this, like, insert celebrity here, here you go, do your best. Mm -hmm.
0: I agree with Tony, though. I think that it, I think clearly Pat McAfee is very athletic. He clearly Mm -hmm. did his homework and actually trained to be a wrestler. But, I, you know, of course, Adam Cole was, calling all the spots in that match and and you know and he he made uh, he made it you know kind of all come together but Pat Mm Soldwell you know he he, there was good psychology in it because that's the one thing that I've seen even like with celebrities or athletes it's more more with athletes that come in and wrestle so like athletes kind of have this thing where okay they're athletic so that there's not that worry like when you know That, you know, when an actor comes in, it's like they don't know a a fucking thing at all. But then a lot of times athletes, they don't know the psychology. Like I remember when like Rodman was wrestling in WCW um, and he wrestled um, Carl Malone. And Rodman, a natural heel and a natural character, he got it. But then Malone, he he didn't really have that thing that Rodman had. Um, And so... Pat McAfee could, could have easily been that, but he clearly got the the psychology of wrestling, you mm-hmm. know, and knew when to when to take do he, certain knew, things, knew when to, uh, you know, sell like so he, he knew he knew that stuff, which is good.
2: The yeah. only thing he needs to fine tune a little bit is some of his timing. There's a there were certain points uh, I was noticing. It's just he was standing in that one spot just a hair too long like even when he did the backflip off the off the top row it's like okay that was shocking i think he like a good three seconds too long of standing there being like oh yeah no look what i did it's just like no you get the shock factor and then you just go after it Mm. but that's just me um but it also comes down to that ring psychology with timing when to do things at certain times this is why you cringe here this is why you don't why you oversell here
1: well yeah but but, like and i totally understand it and i i agree to some of that but at the same time considering as far as i know that's his first wrestling match mm -hmm. that's not bad
2: no that's what i'm saying if you if you clean up his edges a little bit fine-tune it i think he could legitimately be a decent wrestler not like a fucking main event or anything like that. I don't but, think he's going to be though. No. And that's, that's
0: why I don't like celebrity stuff. Because yeah. I'm I'm almost certain that this will be a one off or maybe like a couple time thing, but I don't think this yeah. is a new career path for him. No. Which I mean which is, why why would it be? He doesn't need you, to. Yeah, why would you beat he's the done. shit out of your body when you got a good thing going on? This all yeah. this did was like give him more um It got leadership. him more
2: views on his show because of exactly. Adam Cole blowing up. It got And he
0: probably got a fat payday
2: so
1: if you decide to join WWE he'd have to stop doing that so
2: (laughs) okay let's not get out of the weeds oh god no no, let's not get out of the weeds (laughs)
1: Um, I'm
2: I'm so fucking upset over that like sorry
1: sorry I didn't mean to get off off
2: god damn it Cynthia
0: so uh yeah all in all I I was very impressed with this match even though I, I don't think it should have been happening in the first place it delivered Let's talk about the women's title match between Io Shirai and she defeated Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. You know, they even though they quote-unquote weren't together anymore, she involved herself. Um, mm-hmm. This match ruled. I yep. loved it. Like, <laughs> one of one of the better NXT women-titled matches, which is saying something because their women's division has always been straight flames. Boo, dude. Io is, like on the top of her game. She's always been great, but I think that she's really like rose to the occasion of being the champion. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Dakota Kai, I think had like a coming out party in this too, even in taking an L Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because she's always been on the cusp of like, Oh, she's one of their, you know, top women. But I think this went to show that she can be like one of the top heels. And I think she should be the person, um, at some point to, to, to take the strap.
2: It's good, and then you got Tegan right behind her, and then that's yeah, that's, that's just something a, they
0: could they could go back to. It's like, a. They, it's they the, never finished the their and Ciampa of, yeah. of, of the women's division,
2: but they never finished their feud, did they? Because, uh, that's why I'm saying had, it's the Johnny and the Ciampa, yeah, okay. they,
0: they which I think sometimes that's smart with feuds where it's like rather than like oh, we're gonna just we're gonna do wrap everything up right now, a series of matches in six months, sometimes it's it's good to like let that go. Like, Triple H and Sean did that a lot. Yeah. And then, like, do it for a while, let it go, maybe even be friends again, and then eventually you're like, no, F you,
2: let's
1: wrestle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember that one time?
2: <laughs> that one time 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's the way to get traction out of, like, a long-term rivalry, and those are the ones that we talk about, you know, way, way after the fact, where it's like, oh, those are the great rivalries, though that's what the the Austin and, and Rock rivalry, the Triple H mm-hmm. and the Shawn rivalry that kind of had that like long-term mm-hmm. slow burn that kind of would, would peak at times. Love slow yeah. burn.
2: What do you guys
0: thought... think of the match itself, though?
1: Oh, dude. So, I don't remember exactly when Io Shirai came on my radar, but like she has done nothing but impress me, and I was so stoked when she got the the title and everything. And like, she freaking brought it, dude. And I'm not the biggest fan, honestly, of Dakota Kai, not because she's a heel or anything, but, um, this is going to sound terrible. And I'm not saying it was a bad match at all. But when we saw them at takeover Portland, it just didn't really do anything for me. I'm like, to they be did fair? Good. I just, yeah. To and be fair,
2: I, that was a street fight, not like a normal. No, match, I, And I know that,
1: <laughs> but like, dude, I love street fights. I know that's usually when shit gets like more intense and bloody um, or
2: you don't go through a table correctly and make everyone sad
1: um but like and so she's never really been like oh yeah Dakota Kai's in this match but like they did that was a great match they did so well together and like I it makes me want to see a little bit more of Dakota Kai so mm-hmm. that's good <laughs>
0: I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. This was match of the night for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'll agree with Cynthia of, I didn't know much about Dakota until even war games. Like she came out and then attacked Tegan and then Matt cried. And then we, (laughs) (laughs) and that was, that was the first time I ever seen her. So I was like, I had to do a little bit of backstory and research on her. Um, and then same thing, the TakeOver match, I think, was the second match I ever saw her in. Uh, not counting an NXT random that I saw. And it's the same thing. It was like, okay, it's a street fight. Cool, street fights are usually pretty good. This one, or that one, sorry, wasn't as good as a normal street fight. But okay,
0: you guys always say that. So I'm going to defend it again. We've talked about this before. So here's the thing. Take that match and put it on any normal card, it's going to be one of the best matches. I think no, it had no. the unf- hold on, let me finish, let me finish. It had the unfortunate um, placing of being behind Dijakovic and Keith Lee oh and then being followed by some of the best matches that have ever happened in NXT. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, i going to again defend it and play devil's advocate no. that like it, it's like it's like saying, oh, hey, that was the worst best match I've ever seen. Uh, uh, if, if that's what you mean, I'll give this it to This is you the it. It worst not, movie yeah, I've no. seen.
1: That's basically guys. what I said. Is like I'm not trying to say it was a bad match because it wasn't. It just no. didn't do it for me. I recognize it as a great match. It just.
0: Again, but I, I, I'm it, thinking if that was like on a weekly show, you would have been like, what the F? And been marking it's out. It's quite possible. Man.
1: But Man. that's not when it happened. And so it's not. What the feelings and perspective triggered So
2: mm-hmm. Matt's just getting upset because we're insulting his Welsh queen <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how, how I, As I've you? got the he, Welsh flag <laughs> In the background behind me <laughs> <laughs> No I'm not, I'm not taking anything Away from that match it's just uh, That being the second Dakota Kai match I've ever seen I've, You know me I've gone from like I used to like my matches the way Cynthia does of like oh bloody better, better blah 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 I've transitioned into I like wrestling matches like technical matches a little bit yeah. more because mm-hmm. and this one with Io was phenomenal I loved it yeah. and well
0: I think as she goes I think the other thing <laughs> w- with her as she goes along like when she was a baby face I think she was just kind of like she was there yeah and as they've grown her into a monster heel now like she's dude m- she's much more She's featured more prominently, but I think it's because, like, she's got a louder character. So
2: mm-hmm. far, all the women in NXT, excluding Knox, I think shine more as a heel. Like, uh, Rhea blew up big in UK because she was a heel, and then she got brought over, and now she's a face. She's a, a baby face. face
0: now, though. Now and she's like, a she's, face. That's what I'm saying, though. She
2: over. became a heel, and everyone's like, oh, holy shit. No, she's actually... Really good and a fucking monster. Bianca Belair, uh, Candice LeRae has found new light in her character because she went heel. Uh, Io Shirai became popular because she was a heel. Even well, you can I even throw Charlotte, uh, Sasha, and Bailey in there.
0: I think. Well, part of no, ba- Bailey. What? No, I disagree with that because you think she's ba- she's more bailey, as a face. She was so far established as a face, and then that like she literally had to go heel because she had done the face thing too much okay but like when she was at, at like nxt she was never a heel
2: hmm. anyway uh i think dakota kai is shining more as a heel and yeah i don't know about the end of the match uh meaning when Rhea came out and got in gonzalez's face because isn't she feuding with mercedes right now or are they just no, completely no. dropping that no,
0: no 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 that that's Rhea ripley
2: that's what i'm saying Rhea came out and got in Gonzalez's face.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said uh, when Gonzalez got involved. Um, no. Yeah, I don't... I So, I, I. yeah, that was a little confusing. So, yeah, I guess we should have don't mentioned that. Don't get me wrong. Um, so, that was... Uh, so, what I thought was that's sowing the seeds of Rhea Ripley's like, hey, I got next, even though she saved Io. Like, because yeah. she's a babyface, so, of course, she's going to save the other... You know now EO's arguably a babyface as well, um, but I don't know if maybe that's if they're going to like have her and Mercedes like have like a number one, a one contenders off. match for mm. title shot. But I took that as like yeah, hey, I've I've got I got next at, at, yeah. at, at the for a shot.
2: There, there. Don't get me wrong. Um, when Rhea and Gonzalez have their match. Which uh, I think they've had a random NXT match, but those two are going to be money. And there was a split second when they were standing face to face. I thought Rhea was going to turn heel and attack EO and uh, team with Gonzalez again, which wouldn't be bad either.
0: Hmm. <coughs> you don't know. Uh. Yeah. I. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure. Maybe it wasn't that she was calling next. Maybe they are trying to sow the seeds of like. Mm. You know, like the. Biggest baddest women sort of match. I I don't know. It was a little confusing, but um, Rhea being involved, I didn't necessarily dislike it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about the main event. Uh, Karen Cross defeated Keith Lee for the NXT title. We kind of jumped ahead and already talked about how Keith Lee moved up after this. So they all the seeds were sown for this. Well, well before this, it was very clear that they were. They had they strapped a rocket to Karrion Cross, and they mm-hmm. were going to push him as the top guy. It should be noted uh, that, of course, now he has vacated the title because he separated his separated shoulder in his this shoulder. match, which, hey, I
1: didn't even notice credit. That,
0: <laughs> like so this was uh, a almost a 22 minute match. The guy worked hurt the whole time. What did he badass. do it right?
2: Did he do it right within the first like five, 10 minutes of it?
0: I don't know, but I mean he at least worked part of the match with the messed up yep. shoulder cuz he finished it. Yeah. Um but I uh I really liked this match. I thought that it showcased both these guys well. I my only problem was the finish. I think that Keith mm-hmm. should have passed out rather than yep. tapped out.
2: Um you just have him kick out of that avalanche. Uh what is Karrion's What is that suplex he does?
0: Uh, avalanche side suplex.
2: Yeah, so have a kick out of that, and then just strap on his lock, and then that—that's all you needed to do, and then have Keith pass out.
1: Yeah, I, I think it would have been better if he passed out, and but and like I have no problem with. Carrying you hear that, the bus. Keith?
2: You should have got brain but damage. So, got okay, damage. so
0: yeah, I, I, I'm actually I'm messing this up. So he did—he didn't finish him that way. So he—he he nearly made him pass out, but then they did uh, the top rope side suplex um which he calls the doomsday saito um from the top rope and then he pinned him um which i suppose you know if uh i don't know i guess now that i'm looking back at that in hindsight like maybe that wasn't terrible but um
1: well like like it was a really great match i like my only qualm is that like the title reign with Keith Lee is like, they made a big whole thing where he was double champ and then he dropped one and then he had a short reign with this one and it just feels super rushed and just, uh, just there's a, okay. So behind me. the
0: scenes that you got to think there's a very high probability that maybe they set that up and that Vince goes, actually, we're going to bring that guy up. And so then they probably had to go, well, I mean, he's got to drop the title i yeah, I, and I, understand I don't that. know if that happened but there, i i had venture a guess there's a pretty high chance that that was just kind of plopped down in triple h and Shawn michaels lap i but,
1: i think like i know there's a huge chance of that i i'm not like ignorant of some of the decisions and stuff it just that doesn't stop it from frustrating me <laughs> right um Because, like, I think he still had a little more that he could have done in NXT before the immediate call-up. It just... Yeah, it just...
0: Well, I would tend to think that had... (laughs) So, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe Triple H and Shawn Michaels did screw up the booking. I don't know. But, um... I, if it was me, and I knew that Keith Lee was going to be called up after SummerSlam, my thinking would be that he's one of those people that just doesn't get the, the title before he gets called up, like at EC3. And just like, well, that's that's just part of it. And I would have kept the title on Cole, not had the Pat, Pat McAfee match, had Karrion Cross beat Cole at NXT 30. Um, uh, because I think they kind of like, they ended in a historic <clears throat> reign for a thing that didn't, didn't really it end, end up mattering. Ma- yeah. And like, yeah. it just...
1: Like takes, see that's part of my frustration is that like Cole had this great legacy thing going on with how long he had the belt and his great championship reign, and then like with how short all of Keith's like reigns were in like just dropping the title, so other people, which is good, you I don't think you should have all the titles on one person, but like it just like I feel diminishes what could have been and like what happened, but once again. Well, it,
0: and yeah, the unfortunate thing is that um, <clears throat> with that, I, I I see. Well, okay, so let's just say that maybe that all the pieces were in place, and this was a calculated thing on both ends. Let let's let's say that. I can see that like okay, so Keith Lee's the guy that ended this historic reign, and to put over the guy that's gonna beat Keith Lee even more, we're gonna just bam bam, you know. I understand that. But then the unfortunate thing is then like the injury. Now it's just going to be vacant again. And so it really kind of diminished a lot of like, I think putting people over it in the end, it's like, well, now it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't matter that, that Cole put over Keith and Keith put over Karen cross because all those guys are kind of back to where they were. And yeah. That's
2: just that's just how it goes. Sometimes you got to you got to work with what you got. It's, true. It's, not like, true. it's not like, Again, like, oh, like gonna, it. <laughs> it's not like they're like, oh, we're going to it's not like they're like, oh, we're going to have carrying win it and then we're going to sh- separate his shoulder and then we're going to vacate it. So it's it was well, nobody. Of course
0: not. Of course not. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. saying that. But I, I feel awful for him, though, because it's very yeah. reminiscent to Finn, Finn. Balor's situation when he got his first Universal title. Like that's that sucks so bad, dude, because especially when you have all the momentum, because I think in the back of your mind, he's probably safer in NXT, but you gotta think like about every time that's happened to another person then usually they never get that momentum back. So you're probably like, Oh no.
2: <laughs> so I wanna I wanna defend the the Keith Lee short title raid. Uh Keith Lee has had the North American title at that point for he won it in December, right? January. He won it in early January. Okay, so he's had yeah, it because for... he
0: beat he beat Roddy because that was kind of like the the,
2: the ta- initial like oh the prophecy that was the, <laughs> it's going that was the start that, that's, according that's, to Matt to the end of the world and it's just...
0: <laughs> okay. I don't want to get into my theory, but I have a very sound theory that the prophecy was the only thing that was holding up our very society together. Anyway,
2: <laughs> that's a whole uh,
0: other podcast episode in itself.
1: <laughs>
2: So you have Keith Lee, who held the North American title for eight months and defended it regularly, <clears throat> fighting champion, blah, blah, blah. Uh, during that time, you have Adam Cole kind of making the NXT title more established than it already was with his over a year long. or How how long was it? 300? How many days did Adam Cole?
0: Like, okay, so let me look at it. Up. I know it was over 400, though. I want to say it was like 430-some-odd let let's look um let's get on his 403 days
2: okay so that title is now on, more guys. more established than it already was and you're putting it onto a guy who is already established like i don't think i don't think it diminishes anything it's just they wanted the title on keith and then they wanted him to drop the other one so it plays to the keith character of no 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 this is taking away from someone else. I'm going to relinquish it so more people have more opportunities. And then it's just the n- next step is moving up. And that's just how it is. I don't think it took away from anything, even if it was only a month long reign. It's not that's like sure. it's like, oh, Keith Lee sucks now or something like no, that. No. Well, that's, no, Nobody said that. That's
1: definitely no one said that. It's more just like, I feel like there's more. It doesn't make that, that title worth happened. any less, though. No, I, I once again did not say it made it any less. I just feel like there was so much more he could have done with that title that he didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. because of the immediate call up. And it just it bugs me.
2: <laughs> I don't think it was so much the immediate call up. It was just how high they are on cross. If K- if cross, what had nothing to do with it, I still think it would have gone the same way. Just I, it might have been a Finn Balor. It might have been a Ciampa.
1: Dude, even if, once again, like, (laughs) it has nothing to do with his opponent. It, like, it could have, like, literally even been Finn Balor, which, cool, I'd be kind of stoked, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. I love Keith Lee, too, and, like, once again, it just seems you put a lot of effort into this one thing Mm -hmm. to have it be so short.
0: So, Uh. I think we should transition into other shows, (laughs) because we've (laughs) talked about NXT for over 40 minutes. Um, it's so very let, easy to do. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, now let's so, torture su- ourselves. Summer, I, I actually thought SummerSlam was pretty good. So, well, I mean, I'm curious to see what you think. Well, uh, we're going to
2: talk more about some, more than just SummerSlam. We're going to probably talk WWE as a whole. And that's.
0: I kind of want to just focus on the pay-per-views because <laughs> okay, we'll be here for then way too thank long. Thank you. <laughs> so. Uh, pre-show Apollo Crews defeated MVP for the United States title. Um, this was kind of a weird thing because, like, technically he was retaining. I I don't know. It was weird. They kind of, like, muddied the waters of, like, because, like, MVP just kind of made that new United States title and was like, I'm the champion. (laughs) So, uh, but Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin were banned from ringside. Um, you know, I actually... I've been liking this thing with Apollo Cruz because it's at least it is doing something with him it's doing something with Shelton Benjamin it's doing something with Bobby Lashley and maybe it's not the best thing they could be doing with Bobby Lashley or Apollo Cruz or Shelton Benjamin but they're doing something with them and mm-hmm. I think it's better than nothing it's, it's for,
2: and for a guy it's, who it's a wrestled,
0: positive trajectory
2: for a guy oh, who I wrestled didn't. his quote unquote last match almost a year ago MVP is killing it <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, no. I think the best thing that they could have done for Shelton and Bobby was put those guys in a stable where you know MVP is kind of more the the mouthpiece, but mm-hmm. he's still doing a great job in the ring too. So I I love their thing. Yeah. Yeah. What are, What do you guys think of this match? Good, bad, otherwise? I missed it. Oh, you missed it. Okay. Honey, got, any, one got any thoughts on it? Late. It
1: was,
2: it was good. Uh, a good. Uh, I don't know. How long was it? Like seven, eight minutes. Six
0: minutes and 40 seconds.
2: Okay. So no, it was good for that time. It was a very good match. Again uh, though, why with, I know, like, I know
0: you got so much freaking blah, 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 that. Nope. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Anyway. I digress. <laughs> I, I am enjoying this hurt business faction. I think it's going to expand, especially with what's been happening on raw lately. Good. Um, so that we'll see how it goes.
1: Huh? is it the underground thing
2: that you're talking about No uh oh, well, MVP go. lost to Cedric Alexander but he like he lost to a, with a roll up and it, they weirdly were like looking at each other and MVP was like weirdly smiling at him like you're my next guy you're I'm going to I'm going to get you oh, I think good. they should I think yeah, they should Because so then he's he's got, another got like
0: you've got a cruiserweight with like the the heavyweights I, I I think that'd be
2: and as much as a that, good
0: it, a good addition I would love to see honestly I would love to see them ha- like bring up a woman, um, you know, if, because I mean, let's be honest, like they're not really, they're kind of just half-ass leaning into like Bianca Belair being in a a, a stable with Street Profits and like they're just doing weird stuff with Street Profits already. So it's like, if they're not going to go all in with either her just being her own person or being with Street Profits, like put her with a badass heel group. Like I don't yeah. This is just my thought. And I'm really high on like women in factions because they don't do it enough. So,
2: as much as MVP didn't want a new nation of domination, it's it's leaning more towards that. But I think his what his way of I, saying I don't think
0: it is though because it's it's not militant.
2: No, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. I don't think it is, but it's in the same like category of just like a badass group of dominant people. Mm-hmm. So. Should be good? Yeah, so
0: I uh, part of me. I was really high on the whole, like, yes, yeah, bring back the nation. But then, if they're, I think in the end, it's better if they're creating new something things new to get over rather than yeah. rehashing the past, Writing the coattails of because rehashing the past can be cool if done right, but then it could also just be like, you know, oh, when they rebooted NWO, <laughs> like that. Nobody cared That's why I was lame
2: Someone so. posted A Photoshop photo Of uh, It was when John Cena was in The Firefly Funhouse And he was wearing The NWO shirt And had the title But they cropped Becky Lynch Samoa Joe And Kevin Owens In it with two And I almost went like I would actually be Kind of okay With that <laughs> Just a newer version Of it
0: Alright So let's talk about The opening match um, So I should note that Asuka had two matches at this show. She's and,
1: badass and I love her. Sorry.
0: So hey, I I love the booking <laughs> that they're doing with Bailey, Sasha, and Oscar. Like all this was really, really well oh, yeah. um, put together, and it played out the way that it should. Bailey uh, defeated Oscar, and not exactly so what's, clean. But, What's yeah. good about this is that, you know, obviously then it just – it sowed all the seeds for what was going to happen later in the night and what was going to happen after this show. Uh, hey, and also I think if anything, it just asserts the fact that Asuka, I think her and Charlotte are the two greatest women and ring performers of all time. And I – you know, then like Bailey and Sasha are – right in there with just like the greatest women wrestlers of all time it dude you cannot have bad matches with any of these women. any any combination um and i i just think it also just goes to show oscar's greatness that she could work two very different style of matches with two very different outcomes in one night Mm -hmm. and have them both just be absolute fire yeah so i i loved this match
2: I was so worried that she was legitimately hurt, though, but she just sold, like, Dolph Ziggler and was amazing uh, at it.
0: Yeah. What do you think of this match, Cynthia?
1: I didn't get a chance to see this one either.
0: What? Yeah, dude, she didn't, didn't go back and rewatch it?
1: I was going to do that this morning, but, like, because of all the shenanigans that I saw that happened on SmackDown, I was like, okay, I'll watch this first, and then I should have time. But um, I was smelly, so I took a shower.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Can't well, thank really.
2: you. Can't be smelly. We couldn't have you smelly on the podcast. I
1: mean, like you can't smell o- these over Zoom. Different places, but <laughs> no, like
2: we'd be able to.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you know, and obviously there was like there was a disconnect between the communication with Bailey and Sasha. So in this one, which then played into the the last yeah. one, so it was like, oh, dude, just picture perfect very good. booking. Picture perfect booking. Let's move on to the next match. Uh, Street Profits defeated Andrade and Angel Garza. This is another one where there's like a lot of, um, there's sowing so much discon, you know, discontent in the Andrade and Angel Garza Zelina Vega camp. Um, Which is, I think is really the dumb because they're so young. So, the poisoning thing is so stupid though. Yeah. Like the 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 heat that they, it's like it's beneath the Street Profits. It's beneath it's beneath everybody. Yeah. Um. And Zelina Vega, like she's such a good heel manager, and she can also wrestle like. Are you going to reduce her to like, oh, I'm going to poison someone's drink. Like it's like what, like what is this fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle? Like, <laughs> come on.
2: Uh, Tom and Jerry, sir. Like,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's cartoony. It's dumb. Uh, this match I thought was, was Are solid. you saying
2: that pro wrestling is nothing like a cartoon.
0: <laughs> hey, sometimes I, I like the cartoon. We stuff, have a man like, who was brought like,
2: back from the dead by a bolt of lightning. <laughs> And a man who, <laughs> who took John Cena into his mind and fought him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There, there's you know, just, there's, classic
2: there's, cartoony stuff, not poisoning.
0: <laughs> there's, there's certain lines. I don't know. Uh, I thought this match was solid. I, I don't think it was like a world beater, but um, I think. Montez all of these- Ford,
2: protect him at all costs. <laughs>
0: Hey, the the jump in the air 180 uh, frog splash is a sick finish.
2: He, he doesn't do that very regularly, or at least I haven't seen him do the 180 part of it very often, but that's, yeah, he's so lengthy, dude. It's
0: He's got hops that. too. My yeah. gosh, he gets so high in the air. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was, you know, like a real just solid match. Um, I think it's, I still think it's way too early to, Break up, Angel and Andrade because yeah,
2: it's they were doing so well, and then uh, the whole Austin Theory thing when that fell through, and then he goes over to Seth. But then, I think now that's done; he's back at yeah. NXT. <laughs> they need to they need to stop trying to break them up. Give them time; just give them a little bit of time. Because like, then the like,
0: breakup will mean more. Cuz yeah, clearly the, the, they want Angel Garza to to be elevated off of that. They and, hey, will. Ne- yeah, I I I I think that. Clearly, you know, I, I think he does have a little more to his character. So I, he, I think, is the natural jump off. But it's going to mm-hmm. mean more if they put more time into them being a unit.
2: Yeah, they won't be able to touch the Festival of Friendship. But think of that. Like that that was a long drawn out. Like, you knew it was coming, but you didn't know when. And then when it happened, you were like, oh, my God. But that's because yeah. you gave it time, you fucks.
0: Well, you know, and it's interesting because uh, like there can't, they, WWE creative do have the capacity to put, invest time into a storyline because I think Bailey and Sasha is a perfect example of that. Every time we thought it's happening, they're turning on each other. They, they, they didn't do it. They didn't fully do it. And so like, hey, it's like the most longest running like storyline that they have right now. And uh, I think one of the more su- successful ones. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Mandy Rose defeated Sonya Deville in a no-disqualification loser-leaves WWE match. So, obviously, the real-life events of Sonya Deville uh, almost being uh, kidnapped by a crazy person very much affected the how this match turned out um, because it was supposed to be a hair-versus-hair match, which I think mm-hmm. arguably would have been better. Um, and this was a way to have... Sonya be written off TV. The unfortunate thing is I think this match was a stink fest. Yeah. (laughs) It it really really... did not deliver. It it was like sloppy. There was a lot of botch spots in it and it was extremely underwhelming.
2: Yeah. Which is unfortunate
0: because this was a great storyline. I thought.
2: Agreed. Uh, do you think
0: that I mean, it would have been a sloppy match regardless of the stipulation? Or do you think that the hair versus hair thing would have
1: I think the hair versus ma- hair thing would have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you could have more of that Sonia mandy rivalry, which I've come to really like. Whereas this one just sadly because of what happened to her in real life, it got cut short. And I'm glad mm-hmm. she's fine, obviously. it just I think it would have been better the other way around.
0: Yeah. I think the yeah. unfortunate thing with this, though, is, like, I, th- I have to believe that this was kind of intended to be the jumping off point for Manny Rose to be a top female, it, like, and yeah, I I, I think she she sh- had a bad showing. I, I think she's way better than this, but she had a real bad showing, and it's, it's yeah. unfortunate that it was, like, the second biggest show of the year. Yep. Because and- – uh, she even like, she kind of even lo- it showed on her face at the end. That, like she looked like she was like, Oh boy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think the, well, obviously the real life situation played a factor in it as well. Cause I don't know if you guys read Mandy was there, uh, with Sonia when that guy was in her house, oh, like really? they were together.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: So I'm assuming that they were just mentally not a hundred percent there. Obviously, and it's just it's something it's one of those things. You can't you can't fault them because they're both very good and they've yeah. been together long enough that they should know each other so well that should be an A plus match. Like should be a good match. But I wouldn't be surprised if just the mental side of it played a factor in it. And I do agree, like You've, the hair you might
0: very well be right.
2: Yeah. The um because they switched it to a no holds barred or like a no DQ match, right? No DQ. Yeah. I I don't think they should have done that. It could have just been a regular match, loser leaves, and I think it would have been better. Because I honestly, I think the I weapons, tend to agree
0: with that. I think that the...
2: The weapons the, like hindered it. It didn't help.
0: Well, that and then the ability to work so much on the outside. Because a lot of it was just like... Uh, throw into the barrier, you know, mm-hmm. throw on into the table, and it was just like it. It look, that led to yeah. a lot of sloppiness.
2: Uh, I really do hope uh, Sonia comes back, like better. Yes,
0: she's very talented. That's that's yeah. unfortunate,
2: but I don't blame saying, her. Like, yeah. I would be want to be out of the
0: the the public I, yeah. if that happened to me.
2: And I'm not saying better as in like a better wrestler. I'm saying like healthier, like in a be- in a better state of mind.
0: Oh, yeah. I think we yeah we know what okay. you meant. Well, I don't so know. People, yeah. <laughs> let's transition into the next match, uh, unless either one of you have anything else to say about this. Okay. Uh, Seth Rollins with Murphy defeated Dominic Mysterio with Rey Mysterio and Mama Mysterio in a street fight. Hey, this is another one that uh, I think Dominic could have easily shit the bed just from lack of experience, but he was paired with a workhorse veteran, that made him look like a million bucks and that kid and Seth Rollins. If he's, (laughs) if he's learned anything, he, he knows how to sell from his daddy and he knows psychology. He knows how to, how to get sympathy and put heat onto the the heel because he,
1: (laughs) he got his ass
0: kicked in this match and Mm -hmm. uh, he ended up looking
1: not to wear a hood.
0: Yeah,
2: Jesus, that was, dude. That was
0: unfortunate, but I like you know. Okay, I don't think
2: it. It was I don't a think cool. It, no. The best I don't think part it cool, but yeah, I don't think it diminished. Oh, no, it,
1: it didn't. It was just like one of those things because like immediately the next time you see him in his gear, he doesn't have the hood, and it's like lesson learned. Way to go! It's just like one of those things that you like you just learn from experience. And granted, it had nothing to do with his technical stuff in the match or whatever, but it was just like he's new and he's learning, and it's it's cool to see his progress because it went from like just like uh the random little spots that he came in with his dad to like you're you're seeing him grow like in real time and i think it's pretty cool
2: i think matt and logan and i were just like every other minute where we was like just just take your hood off <laughs> like just, just get rid of it <laughs> it's in your way but no. yeah but um
0: again great psychology in this match like they they told oh, yeah. a really good story it wasn't like you know an insane like oh my gosh like there was some of the like the greatest like wrestling you know no. they it was basically a storytelling based match they didn't Ooh, need to it was do so good they didn't need to do you know like crazy technical stuff um and you know it you can tell he's green you can tell he's yeah. very very green he- and I, I kind of wonder if maybe, like, after they have him, like, do some matches, like, maybe he should be in NXT, I, you yeah. know, once he, like, kind of breaks away from his father. Because um, I think he could develop more than just being on the the main roster. But this was a fun story to tell. And I think it ultimately, and we'll talk about this when we talk about payback, it led to, you know, Ray's big thing, one of his last things he wanted to do before he retired was to work a match, a tag List. match with his son. And so that that checked that box and like, hey, I mean, that's only happened a few times. You know, I could think mm-hmm. of like the roads They they had a match the Orton's. With, with Dusty, The but it like it's hasn't happened a lot. You no. know, I mean, like even with, with like more recently, Ric Flair. I mean, he's way too old to do a tag yeah. match with Charlotte. So you don't that's not going to happen super often. So it was cool.
2: Yeah, I think he's another one. He's. He's good now. He's going to be great once he uh, fine-tunes. Martin. Yeah. He, just keep doing what he's doing. I think he's going to be fine, but I do agree. Uh, maybe send him down to NXT. Uh, let him work with people down there. Yeah. Him and I think him and Johnny could tear it up very easily, mm-hmm. and then that would be another person to learn from. And then another idea I had besides him going – Turning on Ray and going with Seth, I thought that would be a very cool turn. Um
0: Might still throw, happen, you never know.
2: Yeah, but or even throw him with if they keep them around uh, Andrade and Gaza or Garza. Sorry,
0: <laughs> he'd have to be a heel, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's possible. You know the thing is, the, the, that I think head is, head. He don't. I, have to be I a think head. that's gonna be a hard sell because yeah. he he has that thing very much like his dad, like he is. Kind of a natural babyface. He knows how to sell and get sympathy from the crowd.
2: Hey, we've been watching him since he was eight years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, and wondering <laughs> um, who his puppy really was.
0: I shout out to Seth Rollins. I think you know he's had his his ups and downs. Like since he his last babyface run, uh, which kind of ended a little disappointing. And then he had a hard time. I think getting off the ground as a heel. But whoa, he's a glorious piece of shit now, We're, wearing yeah. Rey Mysterio's gear from Halloween Havoc. Oh, what a dick! He's he's whew.
2: yeah,
0: he's killing the he, heel game.
2: Well, I've I've been saying for a long time, I love Seth Rollins as a heel. His 2015 run as heel was great, but this is this is that 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 next level. Like he's such a. Uh, yeah, he's just such a piece of shit, and I love it. I don't know if I want him to go back to being face anytime soon.
0: I don't. I don't want him. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, think there's, there's more traction yeah. to, to I get th- out of that.
1: I think like one of the better parts about this run as, his, as the Monday Night Messiah with his whole heel thing is that like he truly like, and it's the, it always works best when you have villains like this who really believe that they're the hero. And he does, yes. he thinks he's like the Messiah. He's like, he's a, I, say, I'm the right, it's okay. I've got you guys. And so he's all like, everything he's doing, he thinks is for the greater good when really he's like setting the world on yep. fire. And it's,
0: well, it's just so... What What is interesting about this character is cause when it first, it first popped off, I thought, oh, this is them rehashing the straight edge society that CM Punk did. Cause he had a very like, Masa- uh, like savior a very self-righteous, like Christ, like, uh, character. And, but it almost looked like that him was, too. that was more extreme and more militant and yeah. less, um, less over the top. And I think that Seth taking it in a sometimes over the top fashion is, <laughs> but he's still, he's still malicious. I think, it's a better thing so it's not it's Mm -hmm. different it's not you know oh i'm i'm biting style from cm punk having Mm -hmm. already done something like this it's 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 different and especially not you know having the straight edge thing um be Mm -hmm. a a factor in it and he's just like hey i'm just making everything better i think it's a good a good wrinkle to it
1: and i think what works is that like right now because the world is so shitty it works even better because he's all like hey I can make everything better. And it's just like, no, you're just another piece of shit on this. You're arc. just another itchy butthole. Like, right.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Asuka defeating Sasha Banks oh God, by submission so for the Raw women's title. And the, oh man. It was amazing.
1: Like,
0: masterful storytelling. This Hell match yeah. was absolutely fire. And it, it just told that perfect story of now Sasha, <laughs> doesn't have, you know, her title. And we all called it. We're like, oh, they're dropping those tag titles. (laughs) They are dropping them tag titles. It's happening. And uh, I think Asuka is all the better for having gone through these matches. She didn't need to have both belts. So I I loved it. And I, again, I already put over Asuka from her first match with Bailey, But the fact that she worked like two matches one night they were both just absolutely great. She's amazing.
1: This right. is definitely probably my favorite, honestly. I adore it. And uh no, it's so good. Yeah. Match of the night. Okay. And the the girl like these women are so good together. Like they, yeah. they work well. And it just like and the storytelling's there, it just it was magical. Like, and I extra like the fact that Asuka won. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, at first I was, I'm glad how this all turned out. At first, when they had that kind of fuckery that, like, kind of weirdly made Sasha the champion, I was like, really? Yeah. Really? I, I was not happy about it because I thought, no. dude, we, no. we just got Oscar, like, you know, kind of getting that momentum again, and then you kill it. But, I am very pleased with how all this turned out. I think everybody's oh, yeah. for the better with it. Yeah,
1: because I was not happy when they did that to Asuka. And I was just like, what the hell? Because it seemed like this run, uh, she was actually going to like have some longevity to the run and to be on top for a while, unlike the last time when they kind of just... And so like, it really bugged me. And the fact that this is where the story went and this is what's happening now, like retroactively I'm okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, it was a great match. I think it's gonna or well, it's already led to certain things, but for Oscar's next opponent, honestly, I would throw a heel Bianca Bel- Belair at her. Or I don't know her situation, um if Ember Moon could come back, that would be another one. I She's would She's still on the mend. Okay.
1: Okay, That's, what was her injury? I don't remember.
0: She has got a, a couple different injuries. Like, she was about know. to come back and then, like... Um, one, one thing was her shoulder. Is, but I
2: think one is her neck. I can't remember, but Ooh. it's like... God, she's in bad shape. She
0: has had, I think, a couple different surgeries. Yeah. That's Let's right. talk about the next match. Um, I personally... This was match of the night for me. Uh, Asuka and Sasha were absolutely great, but this was the match of the night for me because it was... It, was very unexpected how they worked the match. Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton for mm-hmm. the WWE title and uh I think I so enjoyed this match because they it goes to show how good these guys are because they basically worked an entire match never using any of their finishes mm-hmm. which I think it takes a very like special particular it's very special skill set and a very special like pairing of, of wrestlers to do that and still get the match over mm-hmm. because a lot of times, I mean, I, and this is just kind of, this isn't like dogging wrestlers that do this. Cause it's just, it's just kind of how the wrestling culture is now. A lot of times now um, it's like you will see, Every move under the sun in like a TV match, Mm. and it almost kind of like moves start losing their their power and, and like, and what makes them special. Um, when it just becomes kind of a spot fest, and as much as the false finish thing is like, hey, that is a good way to get people invested, if you can buck people's expectations and do a match without any finishes, and then people are invested because they're waiting, like, when's the RKO coming out? When is the Claymore coming out? And they never fucking happen, and you're like, what? Like, I, dude, I was like, that suspended my disbelief more so than, like, you know, a false finish. Um, Mm -hmm. So, in that regard, I loved this match because it just kind of showed how well these guys in-ring work is and how well their psychology is. Mm -hmm. What did everybody else think?
1: I liked it. Yeah, like, I did notice the absence of finishers, but, like, it was not disappointing. Like, because usually you're like, oh, but I want to see your big finisher of whatever. Like, obviously the Claymore and both the RKO are just, like, devastating and awesome. I mean, you always want to see them. But the fact that you have this amazing match, and like you were saying, you never had it, but it was still an amazing match, goes to show you, how great these wrestlers are. And it just, I, I like their feud. It was good.
0: I never was, I've never been more happy for a backslide finish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, it was totally unexpected too. You're just like well, and how, that like, whole
0: chain was like, oh, that yeah. whole sequence no, was w- perfect.
1: It like, it was just like, holy shit. This is how it like, like if there was an audience to t- chant, holy shit. That's what would have been going on. Like,
2: we were chanting holy shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, like, we were, but it's not the same as hearing the entire crowd. Live audience. Live audience. One of these. Remember
2: when we were the live audience?
1: Hell yeah.
2: (laughs) That was like 15 years ago.
0: Tony, what'd you think of this match? Uh,
2: No notes. Everything that was said
0: already. (laughs) Did you enjoy it?
2: Oh yeah, no dude. I love I love Drew. Um I think he's still going to be one of the better champions that we've had in a while. Orton again is on his next level of I'm the greatest heel in existence. And yeah. I think their match at uh Clash will be good. But
1: You mean right, if he's think, okay? Huh? Doesn't Drew have the fractured jaw? So as long as it's get, it's healed, he can fight. But if he if he's not, he's probably shouldn't fight, right? Does I that thought that happen? was a
2: storyline. It, it's work. Yeah. It's oh, okay.
1: A, yeah. Okay. I I to <laughs> but, be fair, yeah, the, I haven't been storyline.
0: Really... He they'll only have the match if he's yes. Okay. If he's well, like I able. hadn't
1: actually seen the episode I like have been half-assed uh, like WWE kicked the head so like I three wasn't times. entirely sure if it was a work or not because I haven't been fully back immersed into WWE because I've been too busy with other things
2: no in all honesty and this could just be my tin hat um, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew was sick and they just needed a reason to write him off TV Ooh, they'll he's... never admit it but
0: so my thought is that you might be right but my thought is more that they are doing it to a there's two possibilities they're doing it to a like justify a randy orton win like hey the guy came back and he was not a 100 like he had a messed up job maybe a concussion and still worked the match
2: you think they're still or, gonna put the title on orton
0: hold on or b it he comes into the match less than 100% and he gets more over because he rises above and still beats Orton. Okay. So I, I think it's, I think it's 100% clearly like, like uh 100% purely storyline, but that's just my opinion. I, I I don't know. You could very well be right. And maybe, maybe he is a little banged up or sick or something. And then they're using that.
2: Cause they want to keep the title on him or something like that. But it's, it's really weird that your second, uh, Logic of him coming, kind of being the underdog, like hurt, and he's just—I don't know. It's weird thinking of a six-foot-five, two-seventy quote, Drew fire-breathing dragon being the okay. little guy, the the underdog.
0: But <laughs> Even yo, it, it like okay. So if we're talking just like the logic of that storyline, if it doesn't matter how big you are, if you yeah, I mean, if you got to you come into a fight with a broken jaw or concussion or something, like you are. At a disadvantage Especially against a yeah. guy That how the, the character of Randy Orton Where he will He will pick he the will bones pick. He does Yeah He doesn't care
1: He is a vulture um, He's a
0: viper So So Tony I, it, We don't pick bones Stacked up Against all these other matches There's one more match To talk about But um, Where did this match Like stack up Was it's, it your Was your favorite Or like Yeah
2: no It was a Match of the night Right next to Oscar uh, and Sasha Okay It's I don't know, it's you've already said everything uh, the ring psychology it shows the experience of orton and drew even though drew really hasn't wasn't with WWE for a long time it's just he's he's not an idiot he knows what he's doing and it's just it's just was more proven in this match
0: technically he was with WWE for a while but he was just not pushed
2: <laughs> yes well that's what I'm meaning like he was with him from what uh 08 to 12. And then now uh, he's think, been well, back. I think
0: longer than that.
2: Was it? Uh, either way, yeah. he's only he's only been back for two years.
0: I think so.
2: And look at what he's done in that two years.
0: Well, but then he spent like a year a year or in so NXT. in NXT. so yeah. But that I think that helped him out for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the main event. Um, a false County or a match for the WWE Universal Title. The I will Fiends. just say it now.
2: I did not see this coming. <laughs> Oh, hey, the tagline, it gotcha. It gotcha. <laughs> it did. Uh, and the, the entire night, I was just kind of like, yeah, no, I can – I like this was this was one of those I was in rare form where I called a lot of stuff that was happening. But this I was just like <laughs> – So they, I, I will say they threw a lot
0: of red herrings and had like the technical difficulties. So I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. retribution's going to be revealed. And – which I think, hey, good on them for using a stupid storyline to hide – you know, a big, big surprise yeah. because I don't think anybody expected this. I'm
1: um, so happy so, that it happened though. I missed him.
0: So, so the Fiend beat, uh, Strowman, who's the champion. Uh, this was a fun big man monster match. Um, I, I will say, I think that the ring imploding thing, is kind of losing its luster for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, the Brock and Big Show thing way back in the day when they first ever did that, like that was such a crazy thing. No one had seen that it, it meant a lot. But now that we all know that like, it's kind of like a a work. Yeah. And uh, like it, it I don't hate it, but it, it's, it, it doesn't is, have the same shock value for me.
1: It. They, it was it, happening though.
2: Yeah, they at least don't do it every other pay per view or something like that. No. It's only happened, what five times in twenty years?
0: Yeah, that, that's true. But it but, it is. One of I those will things give them where... that.
2: But when you see a Braun Strowman and a Fiend up on the top rope, it's like, okay, I bet the ring will implode. It's like, if it doesn't, then oh, okay, I was wrong. But when anyway, it does, it's like, oh, I called it. Okay.
1: Yeah, Th- that's what yeah. I'm
0: saying. Is like. It, it's one of those things as much as that you would love to go to the well again. I feel like you can't with that because it's, it's It's got that that one time shock value, you know, where like you'd never seen that you would never expect that. But other than that, I thought that they did a good job of having a very violent, uh, rough and tumble match that. Played into each of these guys' style very well. Um,
2: good when he pulled out the box cutter, I thought he was just gonna stab the fiend.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> wrecking the ring to do the power slam was um, was pretty cool. Uh, and then you know, have fiend doing Sister Abigail on it was mm-hmm. was super cool. Um, and then having the, oh,
2: good. The, I was gonna say Alexa Bliss in the back. Like she was apparently supposed to have a bigger part in that match, but they dwindled it down to a backstage twirling her
0: like slowly turning more into the fiend that like Mm -hmm. or a fiend fiendess (laughs) is is sister abigail yes or just like like,
2: uh
1: like oh my god it's gonna sound terrible but like just
2: she's got that stockholm syndrome
1: sort of like like she's slowly turning into like one of the once again this is the part that's gonna sound terrible puppets that are like in the firefly fun house like she has that little cartoonish thing starting like Dude, just starting to happen
2: but what if and, she becomes this like vicious little evil little no, thing
1: but like that's part of the thing with the fiend is that you can have the cartoonish fun time which is the firefly fun house in bray white and then you have the fiend that will possibly just murder you like that's, no, he does I that. He breaks people's
2: cool. neck in every match.
1: Yeah, and I think that's uh like one of the things that's so cool cool about the characters that like you've got the cartoonish thing, but that just makes the scary side scarier and like I lost my train of thought in where this is going.
0: So <laughs> I got it. Let's, let's let's just like ignore what happened after this match mm-hmm. and ignore what happened at payback just talking about just the confines of the opening bell to the closing bell of this match what like do we think it. of it do you, do you think the right guy won I personally yeah. do mm-hmm. I it think was... if you
1: had the fiend lose again it would once again just be another uphill battle of trying to like bring his character to back where it was when he was so fire when he first came and they
0: oh well payback it. should be fun to talk about
2: <laughs> the, the only way I would have maybe changed it is instead of the fiend winning Roman attacks them and it ends in a DQ Or was it a DQ match
0: Well it was a false count Anywhere so it, 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 there's no disqualifications Anyways okay, so so Even
2: matter. even that uh, you have Roman Spear the, the Fiend Over and over and over and then put Braun on top of him or even just It ends in a no contest um, cause, It can't uh, though
0: It can't it's a false count anywhere it, it can't end in a no contest
2: Like they both can't get up and Or something like that that's what I mean like they are like they physically Cannot get up or Even just have uh, Roman I mean
0: maybe I, yeah I don't Know but I, I I have To say I think everybody would be screaming Back to bullshit. the whole They would go back to the Seth Rollins And fiend hell in a cell and be like that's a It's
1: Exactly blatantly
0: against the Confines of the rules that there are okay. no exactly. rules So but if I, you
1: have rules for a certain Match for a certain stipulation you don't Don't just ignore them
0: There'd be holes in
2: that That's the only thing I'm the, saying Tony. Then do it I see the what first you're way I was at, saying but. Have it uh, The fiend lose But cl- very not clean uh, Roman can put Braun Over the fiend's corpse And he gets counted Or pinned And then that sets up The triple threat And this and that And then End everything well, the same way
0: you, you You went against the parameters I said So let's talk about <laughs> The big surprise Roman Reigns uh, Shows up Yep. And attacks both these guys. We already said it was
2: a good match. It was good destructive.
0: Okay, but the the whole reason I wanted to talk about that though, because like now knowing what we know happened after this, which we'll get into, it it, it changes how the match itself was kind of structured and, and booked. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, nobody saw that coming and he came out like a house on fire, beat the living shit out of both the guys. And um, I Shut greatly up, enjoyed
1: everyone and then left.
0: Yeah, I greatly enjoyed the the surprise and I greatly enjoyed the um, nastier edge to his character.
1: Mm. And
0: then. So let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about then obviously, then him going full black hat by the end of the, the next week. He's no longer um, the big dog. Just, He's the black cat. <laughs> so what do you guys think of him showing back
1: up? I was so happy I've missed him so much and then the fact that he comes back with an edge is like something you haven't seen on him before made it like even more intriguing it's like what's he gonna do now
2: right right well you know uh, like I said like I thought the camera angle was really weird when the fiend was holding up the title and then he turns I was like oh it's gonna be retribute and then it was Roman Reigns I was like okay I like I said did you see that one going?
0: <laughs> I marked the hell out, I gotta say that. Mm-hmm. For sure. So let's transition into payback. So in the one week build, which I mm. not a fan of. Um, in the one week build, uh Roman Reigns was basically then, you know.
1: Revealed inter- to be working with Paul Heyman. Revealed to be working with Paul Heyman. Revealed to
0: be a a uh seemingly a heel um, and he was booked in a triple threat match, no holds barred triple threat match with The Fiend and Braun Strowman and I think we all kind of were like well okay not all of us, I think there was still kind of, the jury was out, like people were like okay he's heel, I personally thought it was a swerve, I was fully expecting swerve, 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 swerve. there's no way they'll actually fully commit to that, so let's talk about it, so the pre-show match for Payback Uh, The Riot Squad defeated the Iconics in a tag team match. I thought this was a pretty solid match. Um, I... Knowing now that, like, what happened coming out of this, I I don't know if I really, like, love the long-term booking of it all, but whatever, the Riot Squad's back, they're a thing. That's cool. There needs to be more tag teams, but in doing so, they broke up (laughs) another tag team, but... (laughs) What did you guys think of this match?
2: It was... I was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was actually, I think I, I think I showed up right in the middle of it because um, we were coming back from Salem that day. So I actually didn't just see all of it. I think I just saw the end of it. Uh, the post-match interview was a little weird. Um, I think Ruby and Liv are still rusty on the mic. But... That just comes with time, comes with practice. So I think that's, it'll be work it out.
1: That's not how I took it as the post-show interview or whatever. When Ruby took over the mic, was like, oh my God, we're back. We're better than ever. What it gave to me is more like she thinks everything's good and fine just because they won. And I feel like Liv is still unsure because there was a couple times, to- at least one time that I really remember is that, um, the iconic spake that Ruby hit her and she's just like, I don't know if I can be your tag partner for the rest of the match. And like, so there's still some trust issues. And I think Ruby's over exuberant post-show, we're one, we're back, baby, is just more of a story build. I mean, like, it is exciting to be doing that and everything, but I think it's more of a build of like, she thinks everything's fine and dandy and... It's going to take a little bit more effort to fix their friendship
0: they did have good storytelling in this match where you know there was like oh are they gonna like are they gonna totally implode and then they kind of brought it together Mm -hmm. so i agree with that the only thing so then by the following show after this the following raw then they break up the iconics why? I, 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 yeah. So like, and I don't want to get too far out of that, you know, cause I just want to talk about this pay-per-view, but I think what this match built into is unfortunate where it's like, okay, you got a tag team back together. Great. And then you broke up a really established one, right? They need actual tag teams in the tag team division that they
1: have for women. So bad. Like So bad. And I don't want to say it, but <sighs> Billy Kane and Peyton Royce together are iconic. Ugh, yes. I hate it, but like, well, how do you tripped. hate it? You they love have, puns. They have their little heel tag team little niche that like works for them, and like, yeah, their first tag team championship run was severely underwhelming because they were never there. But like, why break them up? Why not just try something else and actually have them defend it and but defend it with the heel tactics, not just like oh we never show up like there's like once again you can't have people competing for a championship if there's no one to compete for it and stop putting randos together to have it why not just like okay sorry yeah. I'm gonna stop now
0: <laughs> no no I'm with you it's, it's very
2: frustrating but <laughs> yeah
1: but like I so... can still go off and we're, we're not doing that in
2: the, the confines he's...
0: of this show I thought the, sh- the match was fine
1: yes yeah.
2: no the fact you said like their first tag team run and da 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 I was like they, did, they didn't have the championship. Oh, God, they did win the championships.
0: They were the second champions, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the opening match of the of the main card. Bobby Lashley with MVP and Shelton Benjamin defeated Apollo Cruz by submission. Hey, again, as much as I am all for, you know, like I thought it elevated Apollo, I think this back and forth is good. And it's Bobby winning this elevates him. I think eventually Apollo will get it back. I, I loved everything about this and it made Bobby look like an absolute monster, which is how he should be booked.
1: Oh, what yeah. do we think
0: what do we think of it?
1: I I think I agree. Like even though like I would have rather had Apollo win just because I'm like, Hell yeah, I like him a little bit more than Lashley, like it works better this way because it um, I feel like it brings Bringing back the title to the Hurt business definitely works in their favor, and bringing that and everything, and Bobby the, Bobby Lashley, Bobby, yeah, <laughs> uh, Bobby Lashley does need to be booked as that monster. Otherwise, like, you've got this super big Jack guy who could destroy people, and you're just like having him like lose all. Oh, the time, he's a kitty, and, and oh. that just makes no sense, and it's wasting him. So I, I think this is good.
0: Yeah. And I think I think, thought, oh, I think okay. there's I'm sorry uh there's I think there's more power in that faction if there if they are champions you know yes. if there are champions in that faction and I think that that's a thing with most factions where it's like you, you they can't always have titles but you know like three man band they're a perfect example of like if you're a faction of jobbers Even if you're entertaining, it it never is going to be, like, long-run, long-term taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, You know, as, like, an actual threat. And the best way to make a faction an actual threat and make it appear like, dude, if these guys wanted to, they could take the F over is by, you know, having them win titles. So. Mm -hmm. You were saying, I'm I'm sorry, Tony. You were, you were, we kind of both started talking at the same time.
2: No, I was saying, um, I think I, we started watching it together around that match, but um, I was saying, I thought the way the match was going to go is Apollo would just keep kicking out and kicking out and not being uh, losing. And then the hurt business would attack him and end in a DQ. And then it would eventually lead to the same result of Lashley winning it, just. Not tonight or that night, but I do agree. The You make a faction look a little bit more powerful, throw some titles on them. Do you, they don't need every title together, no matter what your prophecy says. And it's just – I think eventually maybe give uh, MVP and Shelton – the raw tag titles i think that would be the next step because that also would give uh street profits a new opponent um
0: you know yeah. they could almost build that as like it, it, let's say just the street profits thing like what you were saying where mvp maybe tries to recruit them and they're like no. nah dude like we're, n- we're not into that so then it's like yeah. oh well then we must break you
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they could totally do that
0: uh shout out also to apollo cruz i think like this, this has really helped him out. Like, he's always been very, very good, but I think it's it's giving him a platform to show, again, you know, hey, I've always been good. Uh, I, I am even, you know, on the level of being great. Like, his in-ring work is, whew, second to none. The guy is crazy strong for how ridiculously acrobatic he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a good look. And he's getting better on the mic. He's not great, but he's he's getting there. Um, and I think that we've seen it in the past. Verbally sparring and, and you know cutting promos with somebody who's very very good, like an MVP, will help out somebody that maybe has still has some rough edges to oh, yeah. rise to the occasion. We saw that with John Cena and Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, Roman Reigns.
1: My favorite promos.
0: Yeah, you know that really made him very very good on the mic and where he was not so great before then it 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 made him rise so I think this is real good for Apollo next match Big E defeated Sheamus in a singles match so I've kind of changed my position on this rivalry at first when it was announced that Big E was gonna go singles and then they you know they had that Kofi promo that was like putting him over like hey man it's your time time. like you, you, you know Get that singles run. I was like, push him to the moon. Titles, titles. However, and then when they started doing the Sheamus thing, I was like, oh, man, I feel like this is just a thing for like, they don't know what to do with either one of these guys. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they're just putting together. But now, as things are progressing, they do this match. Then they had Sheamus basically, after this show, hurt Biggie to the point that he can't be in a title match or potentially mm-hmm. be in a title match. I think they're doing something really cool here where Sheamus gets to lean more into his heel character and they can work really, really good, like powerful big men matches and do some interesting stuff that eventually I think is going to elevate Biggie even more. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause boy, Oh boy. This match ruled and his promo that he cut afterwards was like, Mm -hmm. good God, this guy is if eventually if they don't like make him an absolute star, they are effing up because he has it all. Oh, yeah. And he has uh, like when he cuts promos, they're so believable because you know that he's speaking straight from the heart. It's not like I've got this silly character like he is passionate and has been sick of being overlooked. And I, I love his promos
1: oh yeah no i i think if they just uh, pushed him to the title without really having any conflict in it i don't think it would mean as much even though he deserves it he does don't get me wrong but i feel like if there's bumps along the way and it's harder for him to get there and like i it's gonna make it that much sweeter when he gets that title when he's there and like i do like the fact that they're um uh, pushing him a little bit more with Seamus because I like with Seamus's feud with Jeff, I wasn't really into it. Like, it's like, okay, cool, cheap heat. And it's like putting me kind of off of Seamus's.
0: I think it was marred character. by the cheap heat. They didn't need to do that.
1: Yeah, no. But what's going on with uh, uh, Big E and stuff, like what I just watched on SmackDown, I'm like, okay, like I'm getting to like let, get more involved with this character because I'm like, ah, it's not just a cheap heat. This is how he does it with a heel thing. It, it's fleshing out more like his little Irish brawler character. And I'm just like, huh.
2: Yeah. I agree. So. Tony? That was good. It's going to be a great uh, feud because obviously they're keeping it going. And I think eventually both of these guys could get thrown into the icy title picture. Um, Seamus for the obvious reason of it's the last title he needs to complete his set and then if Big E ended up with it just send him on a monster run with it uh, See, I, open tend cha- to think
0: that, I tend to think maybe like just bypass Big E with that altogether and then when they end their feud Seamus goes and challenges for the IC put Big E in the main event picture yeah. that's how I, I like would do it. it, I don't think they both need to be in the IC title picture yeah, That's just, no, but I agree with you. Sheamus needs to get that IC title.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the last thing he needs. Um, as for Big E, I think I think he can have a great match with anyone. He's he's never been bad. He's only improved since uh, coming up, even in NXT. Like he's he's only gotten better, and anyone he works with will learn from him and everything like that. Um, I can see him working against like King Corbin and shit like that. Chad Gable, all the, all the little butthole heels, Sammy.
0: Sammy would interest me. Um, Mm -hmm. Corbin. And I think that this isn't his fault. They've just made him like the heel gatekeeper. Oh, you don't have anything to do. You're going to, you're going to have a feud with with King Corbin. And which I think is honestly wasting that guy's like ultimate talent. Um, he's making a career out of it, but it's like,
1: he could do better.
0: He, he could be so much more, um, mm-hmm. which is, Hey, great transition. Matt Riddle defeated King Corbin in the next match <laughs> in a, uh, you know, a, a feud of the mid carters that, you know, is really going nowhere. Um,
1: except, you know, hey, back and around. Like,
0: they've got, they've got Riddle on TV. That's, that's good. Um, but, you know and I I do think here's the one thing about King Corbin is he is why he is a good gatekeeper is he can get people over and but sometimes WWE doesn't capitalize on that where they're just kind of like well now you went from you know thing to King Corbin to another meaningless thing and um so jury's still out on if this is gonna be fruitful for both of these guys I tend to think not but um, I don't
1: think it is, considering what's happened.
0: It was a it was a solid match, though. What do you oh, all yeah. think?
1: Um, Baron Corbin's a little butthole, but he has a great move set. Um, every time I love his little boomerang thing, and Matt Riddle's just Matt Riddle's awesome, bro. And like, bro, bro. <laughs> Um, but like, I just think yeah, it's like a it feels like more like a placeholder feud like you were saying, like they don't really know what they're going to do with them. So they're have fun, go play. Um, it's not bad. They, they didn't do bad. It just feels placeholder. Yeah.
0: Than- uh, yeah. Again though, it, it's like, it's, it's not just a waste for riddle. It's a waste for Corbin. Cause oh, just yeah.
1: for some context
0: that I think that he has something special that they could be capitalizing more on. Um, my mother in law, like, was just briefly at my house. She comes in, like, just kind of looks over her shoulder, and she makes some sort of mention about like, who the heck is this guy getting carried out to the uh, carried out there by all these other people? <laughs> like, you know, to the non, you know, uh, smart Mark. Like, he ha- has just this like arrogant, ridiculous a hole character like written all over him so there's I don't know there's just more that I think that they could be doing I mean Matt if you
2: were brought in being carried on a throne by six guys someone would think that of you as well
0: exactly yeah no and so it's but I think that they could do more than just like oh hey you're new around here let's fight (laughs) like that's like that's his character like anybody who is a call-up or you know that's oh yeah like you're small or an NXT call up. I'm going to fight you.
2: <laughs> it's it's lame. You're new and I don't like you.
1: Stay out of my kingdom. Oh, you're not going to stay out? I'll fight you then.
0: Let's talk about the next match. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeated Bailey and Sasha Banks by submission for the tag team, women's tag team titles. Um, I think we all saw this coming a mile away. And despite who won, I do think that Bailey and Sasha dropping these titles is just great booking for their story. I would have put an actual tag team in this yeah. to elevate them though. Yeah. Um, to me this feels like a thing where they don't know what to do with Nia Jax they don't know what to do with Shayna Baszler put them together and have this Which unlikely is... tag team thing and who knows maybe it'll be great I personally think that in six months that they're gonna be singles again and that this isn't gonna matter. That's why I don't personally only like it. The reason
1: why but, it will matter is because it furthers the Bailey-Sasha storyline. And I feel like...
0: But, I mean, them being champions won't matter in the long yeah, no, run. I, I, I think. Yeah. I might be wrong, but...
1: No, it, it, it definitely doesn't feel like this is any sort of longevity towards them actually being a tag team champion, uh, tag team that, like, actually does something, you know, and, like, becomes a legit tag team. It's definitely more like, we don't know what to do. You have these two very fierce women um, and we'll give Bailey and Sasha a run for their money and we'll have them lose their tag team things, uh, titles, things. Um, yeah. And it, it worked for that. It worked for the storyline, but beyond that, I, I honestly don't think too much is going to come out of it for the tag team championship. Um, but it definitely like the match to me like wasn't anything special more than the storyline the storyline throughout the match for like for what it was doing for the overall picture was really good otherwise you mean
0: for bailey and yes Sasha. yes
1: yes of course okay Dur.
0: just wanted to clarify because um, yes i agree with that but it was like that's why it was this weird one-sided thing where i was only invested in like what was going on with them
1: yeah yeah, I, I was way more invested in the Sasha Bailey aspect of not only like the match, but because of the storyline because you have two people that are just like here and it's just like, they're cool, I'll give you that, but thank you for furthering the storyline, I'm done. Like, yeah.
0: I think the other thing that I, why I don't love <laughs> them being a, a unit is because I honestly think that Baszler's overrated And not, like, she... I I thought she was really great in NXT, but then I think she's shown some serious holes in main roster WWE and has, like, some some slop in her in-ring work. And, whoa, Nia Jax is the queen of slop now, and I used to love her, but she just, like, doesn't care. She's just, I'm gonna throw people around and have it look like a shitty Brock Lesnar match. Like, it's... I don't know. Tony, what'd you think about all of it?
2: Uh... I agree with the – it should have been like a legit tag team because I thought the Riot Squad just won a number one contendership match. Or was it – is that something completely different? Either way, Uh, I can't even think of legit women's tag teams on Raw right now. So
0: Riot Squad won a a title match after this, (laughs) (laughs) which is like why wasn't their pre-show match the Iconics for a title shot later in the night? There you go. Yeah.
2: There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Stupid. Either way, you I gotta think give the
0: titles to the queens of the underground.
2: Yeah. I think it's just they don't know what to do with Shayna or Naya. so Thousand they're percent. just. Which is weird because I feel like Shayna and Oscar is like, that's a match. That's has the potential to be a great match. Um. And again, I can't think of too many legit women's tag teams right now besides the Iconics.
1: There are none. That's the well, thing, and like,
2: like yeah,
1: I and mean, it just doesn't have to be on one show. Those tag teams, kit, uh, titles are for NXT God, and SmackDown, and you've got very little women's tag teams, and now you have even less because of what you did to, to the Iconics. That is terrible planning. They're, like, they're
2: like, but no, yeah. we have we have the other one that beat them. Yeah, we fixed it. So, no.
0: no. Well, you know, um, again, it elevated a good storyline with Bailey and Sasha, okay. so it wasn't a complete waste. Yes, not a total wash. Uh, in the next match, Keith Lee defeated Randy Orton in a singles match, and I would like to note the time in six minutes and forty seconds. So, my thoughts on this was that uh, I personally was not a fan of a of a pretty much a squash match. Randy got some offense in um, and I'm a huge Keith Lee fan. However, I don't like the squash thing and I am not necessarily even a fan of Randy losing because you have built him up as the top heel. Ultimate. Top heel and he's vicious, he's brutal. And you know, he was even like, hey, I'm the greatest wrestler in the world because mm-hmm. he beat Edge. I I think this this should have, you know, as much as I don't like their disqualifications and all that kind of stuff. I, I think this maybe should have ended with some fuckery or if Keith was going to win like make you this a, a, a make this a, a total barn burner and back and forth back and forth back and forth and he he won by just like the the a a tiny margin. Um it sounds like they asked Randy, they being Vince and creative to put Keith over, but I I think it's just it's it's strange because now you have Randy seemingly ch- challenging for a title at Clash of Champions that it's like wh- okay so he he lost his title match the week before he loses this so he's got two losses back to back and now he's gonna ch- he's gonna challenge for a title again like it's such short term. Booking. It's, oh, oh yeah. my God. And, and like- so, in the end, I don't think that does any good for Keith mm-hmm. to squash him. And I don't, it definitely doesn't do Randy any good. And when you have him back at the main event, it doesn't mean anything. So, anyhow, that's my thoughts on it. So I was no, disappointed in this match.
1: I, I agree. And like if they did ask Randy to put him over, I think a better way to put po- put him over than like a six minute squash would be the struggle because not only are you showcasing more of the talent and the the fact that he can rise to a challenge, the it would make the win a lot more meaningful. I never find squash matches the win to be meaningful at all. It usually not, not never loses. Like that's the thing. And like It just, I love Keith Lee, I love RKO, or I guess just Randy Orton, same difference. You weren't wrong. (laughs) It's literally named after him, but like. Yeah, we'll move on
0: from this and and it's, but that's the problem though, is like everybody's going to forget about it, because it didn't mean anything.
1: I totally forgot this was even on the card, I'm not going to lie until you (laughs) brought it up, which is like how memorable it is to me, and it should have been something greater considering who was in that match.
0: Yeah. I agree.
2: I will give think? it. Uh, Keith Lee is now one of two people, the other one being Roman Reigns, apparently to defeat Randy Orton in their pay-per-view debut. So you got Should that. Should have meant more. Yes. No, you give them 15 fi- – between 15, 20 minutes, it would have been a much – I don't even want to say better match because it wasn't the worst, but – it, it should have been longer. You need to tell that story. You need to tell the story of why Orton is who he is and how he became the greatest heel and then the rising story of Keith Lee. Because uh, we've and seen... why
1: he's luminous. Yes. Why he's se- back in his glory.
2: <laughs> we've seen uh, Keith Lee... Or not Keith Lee matches. Uh, Orton matches where he... like. Uh, that methodical, like slow pace, like destroying the opponent. And it's just like, you could have done that and then have Keith Lee come back from it.
0: So, you know how I would have booked it to not take away from Keith, but then also keep Randy on top. So, you know, he hurt drew earlier in the week on raw. What I would have done is let's say they have this back and forth match It's you know is competitive, but Keith is has the edge, and then maybe Orton behind the ref's back does the ball shot that he did to Rick, and starts Mm -hmm. setting up for the punt. He's gonna do the punt. Drew comes out diminished from already being you know kicked in the head three times early in Raw because like they they kind of booked it at the end of Raw where like he was like he was loopy, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know comes out clearly not in shape to be defending, but like hey like you're not gonna kick this guy in the head. And then maybe uh, in that kind of melee, you think you think uh, you know Keith's gonna be able to like Come back. take the advantage or whatever. But then maybe uh, you know like that distraction leads Randy to you know hit him with an RKO or something like that. Um, I, I feel like they could have done s- something in that fashion, but
2: like Drew comes out and, I don't know Orton. Hits him off the apron or something like that, and then keeps checks worse. on him. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, as he's getting back in the ring, gets punted or something.
0: Well, uh, the other thing is, uh, I think they have to be careful with how they're using this punt because uh, I remember when it used to be like he punted somebody and they were off TV for six months. Um, and then now oh, you got, got him, he, he he punts and RKO's Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels gets up afterwards. I'm like,
2: uh, hey, that's Shawn.
0: Still, like um he's not your so boy
2: toy anymore.
0: They have to they have to decide like and so now, you know, obviously they really messed up Drew so it's like you have to decide like okay, is the punt super devastating or is it like oh, it hurts them for a few minutes and then they're okay. Just saying. Um and C is P. Let's talk about the tag team match between Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio defeating Seth Rollins And Murphy.
2: Charlie Murphy.
0: So this was clearly uh, Ray's one of his dream matches. And, you know, kind of for the uniqueness of the father and son uh, tag team. It was cool. It was fun. It was heartwarming. They got the win. Oh, yeah. um, I thought it was was a fun match in that regard. I do kind of wish that they teased uh, Mama Mysterio, Angie getting involved. Like, there was so much teasing of that. And I thought... Seth Rollins and Murphy are going to do something like bad to her and that never came to pass and I kind of thought that was maybe a missed opportunity but maybe yeah. they're going to do that still I don't know but um, I like this match what do you guys think
1: I liked it. Uh, it it was like it's Dominic still learning things and you can tell and it's it. I just I find it fascinating to see him.
0: He looked quite a bit more confident in this match than he did in the South Rollins like he got, he had a little, he had, he looked comfortable.
1: Yeah. Because he he already got his first match out of the way. And then like, he's got his like dad there being his tag team partner, like a safety blanket, you know? So you, you, when you have that, you feel a little bit more confident in what you're doing. And besides, if you feel like, like that's one of the good things about tag team matches is that like, if you're struggling a little bit, you've got whoever you're with to pull it up or help you out and stuff like that. And so it, it definitely helped. And like the storyline has been going well, like a good back and forth and very psychological and stuff. And I, I enjoyed it.
2: Tony. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. Ray. I think Ray being there with Dom kind of helped with his confidence in, in the ring. Um, sure. It's again, like I said earlier, it's he's gonna be good. It's just gonna take some time. Um, Seth is on top of his game with the heal tactics. Uh, Murphy, I don't know, I feel like Murphy is kind of getting lost when he first joined with Seth and everything. It was just like no, this is gonna be good. they're gonna they're gonna put him on top of the world after this and and now he's just kind of there. It's hmm. which sucks because he's insanely talented. He has the potential to be a be a future world champion. Maybe it's just I don't know what they're doing with him anymore. But Dom, I hope Ray isn't completely done because honestly, I would love to see a one on one against Dom and Ray.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's like a lot of conflicting um, reports because I, I do know it was like legit that he was just like he wasn't working on a contract. He was just working Ray. That is, um, like like appearance by appearance. Mm-hmm. and uh, But then I just heard that he did re-sign. So maybe he's going to be with WWE longer. I don't know. So let's talk about this main event. And I know holds barred triple threat match for the universal title. Roman Reigns with his triple manager, threat. Paul Heyman, defeated The Fiend Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. So... You know the obviously this was basically more uh, just a match between Strowman and Fiend, and it was brutal. They've kind of picked back up where they left off with SummerSlam, all you know, all over the the arena. They were beating the shit out of each other, which feels more like
1: and, payback. Like right,
0: yeah. And then they, uh, I think they they did a really good job at sowing the seeds of that whole like, oh we're gonna look at this contract. You know, like Roman Reigns hasn't signed it yet. And you know, make it look like well he's not showing up. And the, the, the dickish thing is like wait till like these guys beat the fuck out of each other and then come out. And to seal the deal, he comes out with Paul. And we're st- I was still thinking like it could be a swerve, it could be a swerve. And then he does the ball kick, goes full mm-hmm. black hat, um to to get the win. So I just want to hear what your guys' opinions are on it before I give my opinion in terms of like how it was booked. I. I will say, I thought it was a, a fun match that, like, mm-hmm. had a lot of cool um, storyline stuff in it.
1: I guess I'll go. Uh, I agree. I feel like out of Payback only having a weak build, the only one that fully made sense, you know, for a Payback match was the Braun Bray Wyatt thing because they have been feuding. Um, and so, like, on... That, like, note, I think it worked well. Plus, I, uh, them beating, like, because both of them are kind of unstoppable. They're booked as unstoppable because you've got Braun as the monster. You've got the fiend that, like, he might have died, but he obviously doesn't stay dead. Um, mm-hmm. and so, the, and then the fact that you've got Roman being a little butthole in the back going, did I sign the contract or who knows? And I think, like, what I pointed out on the last uh, pay-per-view recap is that, like, they did need the belt on the Fiend after, like, because you're trying to build up this character. And so, like, it, it kind of... It, it bugged me a little that, like, he didn't retain that they gave him a week. A week. Ugh! Um... As the universal championship again. But at the same time, I think what overrode the annoyance with that was the shock of seeing Roman actually go full heel. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, maybe he's just a good guy with an edge. Um, (laughs) Turns out, no. (laughs) Turns
2: out he went from a bulldog to a chihuahua.
0: Full, full black
1: uh, hat. I I feel like bulldog to Chihuahua. I think Chihuahuas.
2: Chihuahuas are annoying and they're little shit. Um, but so
1: I think that's a terrible analogy, but whatever. But yeah, no, like <laughs> Not it's
2: meant just, to be a good one.
1: <laughs> it uh, it it's definitely bugs me a bit that uh uh that the fiend did only have a week, but considering I think they're doing more of a storyline that's gonna involve Alexa's turn into whatever she's turning into. Um, and there's... I think they're going more towards a different storyline with him. I'm intrigued to see where that's going because wherever.
0: So you think they're taking him out of the title picture?
1: I don't know if they're fully gonna do it, but I think they are gonna focus more on the f- when you go up against the Fiend it changes you. I don't know how involved in Alexa's change he's going to be in, like physically, like with the whole, if they have matches, if there's more interaction or stuff like that. But I think they're definitely focusing more on that storyline angle of it than, than having him be the champion. Otherwise, why take it off of him after a week? I understand that you wanted Roman to go full heel and you could do that, but you could have still had somehow at the end him not coming out on top, which would have diminished, I think. Like, it's 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 hard because I see where it's going. I understand things, but like, it's just conflicting.
0: I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. So <laughs> here's the thing. I think that, to fully 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 have that shocking like full heel turn for Roman this makes sense because yes. he did every dastardly thing in the book to to gain this title however i i ha- I have troubles with it because I think it comes at the sacrifice of the fiend's character, which man I think they uh, they dude, keep dropping they, the ball. They should that should be like the number one top thing that they're pushing because it's it's so over. It's like the man character. It's like yes Daniel Bryan it's, it's these it's these characters that kind of transcend the WWE product mm-hmm. and it's the most over thing they have and they I I just it. I cannot wrap my head around the short like the short term like thinking of like oh well we got to kill this fiend run to make this thing happen all they're doing is they are just slowly chipping away and diminishing and damaging oh
1: yeah no in it's, my opinion it's harder to bring him back every single time
0: right in my opinion they're what should be their most valuable intellectual property that is a once-in-a-lifetime character very much i think like like the undertaker where it's it's so unique And it has all the makings to be like this legendary sort of character that, Mm -hmm. you know, is – it kind of transcends the normal confines of WWE. So in that regard, I – if it was me, I think I probably would have – had roman do some heel stuff to establish being a heel but i think he this is a triple threat he could have not won this match but then still not been beaten and use that as an argument to challenge the fiend for the title and i think i would have maybe had him chase it for a bit and then do the heel thing a little more slow burn Mm. where he's He's dealing with Paul and, you know, and it isn't until they actually have that one-on-one match that he resorts to the ball shot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I will say I, I, if I like that Reigns beat Strowman and not the Fiend in this match. So now there is kind of an argument for like, well, you didn't beat the Fiend. You beat yeah. Strowman. You just um,
1: kicked him in the balls, basically. Yeah.
0: Right. Um which there's st- I still have some problems with that <laughs> cuz like he can uh, take the ball so shot much- the ball <laughs> he, shot like- I think is a good heal thing but then it's like it I think the ball shot and the spear should have all been on Strowman.
1: Yeah.
0: Because like- you can't book a guy as like unstoppable monster, unstoppable monster. And then a and then ball like- shot
1: stops him? Are you kidding me?
0: He has monster balls. See, like come on.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like,
0: they should be, you know, uh completely uh completely like impenetrable to uh, to damage. <laughs> I, I, I you know I'm kidding. I but um so I I both liked this and, and had issue with it. Um That's where I'm at and I think maybe there there just could have been a way where you didn't have a one week fiend title run because it's hurting him long run. Um, oh, yeah, but I have a theory. There's- I wonder if to kind of get this whole thing back on track, if maybe Roman brutalizes Jay at Clash of Champions, does every disgusting heel thing, and doesn't give a shit that the fact that they're cousins, beats him so badly in the end. You know, he's he's holding the title high, and then boom, lights drop, Fiend comes out, attacks him. Show goes off the air, then you set up a babyface fiend, heel Roman, and I would have a the blow off for it. Be it Survivor Series, that's how I would book it. N- now with how you know how things have been put in place, yeah, that, that's what that, I would do.
1: I think that would be redeemable for whatever they've pulled on the fiend.
0: But so Tony, uh, you disappeared for a minute. Um, I had to pee. And uh, I just want to get your thoughts on on this match and and this this booking.
1: I thought
2: the match was fine. It was just, again, fun little destructive match, blah, 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 um, to establish the heel Roman character that was played fine. Um, If your end result is you just want the title on Roman, which kind of sucks, but it also... Plays more for that heel character. Agreed. Um, it's whatever, but how I would have done it. Um, there's a couple different ways I would have done it. Uh, Roman didn't actually need to be in this match to uh, turn heel and establish that he wants the title. Like you yeah. do this, you could have done the same thing that he did at Summerslam. Just after whoever wins, uh, Roman comes out and just beats the holy fuck out of him with a chair. Both of them. And then he could just keep doing that to the fiend. Cause I'm assuming the fiend would have kept the title. Um, he could just keep doing that for weeks and weeks and weeks until he finally gets his match. Yeah. And in between that, he could be fighting people. You could still have this Jay, uh, and Roman match just a like Jay's being like concerned for Roman. Like, Hey, what are you doing? This isn't you. And then they could have had a match. And then he again could have almost murdered Jay. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. But- Talk about
0: uh, the the real, the, the real uh, a tragedy. And all this is like Strowman, dude. Yeah. He's a, such an afterthought now, and like, which sucks. I think that's unfortunate. But um, even though I I do think that the SummerSlam match was booked correctly, and the Fiend should mm-hmm. have won, uh, but this. All how all this how it's played out is it's it's hurt Strowman the worst. See that okay. was one
2: of my other uh, thoughts that it, it should have been instead of the Fiend winning that match, Roman could have came out and destroyed them both, and then drug Bronze Body and pin the Fiend because it obviously I don't think it would have hurt the Fiend at all, um, and it would have kept it wouldn't you wouldn't have the week long Fiend reign, and it would have kept uh, Strowman still have something in this match.
0: That's true.
2: Cause we all went into it like this is this is Roman and the Fiends match. The Strowman just happens to be there because someone needs to take the pin. Cause then
0: Oh you mean with payback?
2: Yeah, with payback. Because yeah. yeah. you could have agreed. You could have done it the same way um with pay the way payback ended, except Strowman was the champion, but still end it with the ball kick and all these heel ways. To be like, well, you still didn't beat the fiend. Like you're. So in the anything- end, what you're
0: saying is, then we wouldn't be mad about the fiend losing a title
2: if yeah. we never had it in the first place. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's very true.
2: But again, Roman didn't really need to be in this match. I don't. In, I don't think he needed to.
0: He I mean, so it is. It is. Uh, it is. It's a little short sighted booking for Fiend and Braun Strowman, but if for Roman Reigns. Dude, this is like He's like this I, is the I best mean,
2: year of my career.
0: Well yeah, and if and if you wanted to establish him as you know, like a complete one eighty, like the biggest dirtbag, this is the way to do it. I will I will give you that. Um But I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. Uh Agreed. because you know, obviously we haven't seen a Roman Reigns heel run, uh, other than well, I guess you know, Shield started out heel, but it, a Roman Reigns, you know, on that his was own heel run, um, we haven't seen that. He needs so he needs new ring gear,
2: he needs new music, I think.
1: More catchphrases. <laughs> that's a joke. Uh,
0: I don't know if that's gonna, If if the ring gear music is gonna happen, it should. Just judging off of, you know, his appearances thus far, but yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I've, I've heard that complaint. I don't, that stuff doesn't really bother me. To me, I think it. what matters the most is your attitude and his attitude <laughs> is 100% Definitely. spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And manager certainly helps. The biggest heel manager of all time certainly
1: helps. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. So, uh, I know this is not on payback, but I just watched SmackDown and, at first, I was going to be so disappointed because he, he came out with Paul Heyman. And I'm not saying that Paul Heyman isn't great on the mic because he's freaking fantastic. But what they, had, what they did was had Roman stand there like Brock, just stand there while mm-hmm. Paul talked. And I just had the biggest disappointment in my life. I'm like, don't do that to him. Like, See, I think
0: it I think it needs to be like when this is before when he was with watching. Punk. Yes, yes. No, no, no.
1: I, and then like hold on because what they did do is that after Paul was done talking, Roman got on the mic and he yeah. spoke for himself as well. And I was like, "Okay, thank God there's a more than just like using him as a mouthpiece. They're working together mm-hmm. as a mouthpiece." And I think that works a lot better than just a silent yeah. tough heel. That's how he
2: was with Punk in 2013. And those two together are untouchable. You, yeah. So, and Roman's not bad on the mic at all. No. So I think this is going to just elevate even more.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I was just like, in that moment, there was just such disappointment that his heel character was going to turn out to be basically Brock Lesnar. And, like, it hurt. So, like, the relief of... Him taking the mic and talking was just oh my god. He's
2: like, whoa, whoa, no.
1: <laughs> Basically, it was just like oh thank god.
0: <laughs> but well, with that, I think that we're uh, we're gonna at the point of wrapping this up, and mm-hmm. uh, I think this was a good three three show uh, showing for WWE. Like there was more there was more good than bad. These were um, I think other aside from a few issues, these were three good shows. It was kind of strange that they were all kind of compressed <laughs> over two quick. weeks. Oh yeah. Um, but I think that they were, they were pretty solid, especially uh takeover in SummerSlam. I think those were really good shows. Um, mm-hmm. Payback was pretty darn good, but um, you know, it was, I don't think it was quite as good as the other two. It
1: was left wanting in some aspects.
0: Well folks, uh, this was really, really fun. Thanks Indeed. for joining me. I'm glad that you guys were both on.
2: Yeah. Aww, thanks, thanks for having, having us, us, buddy.
0: Aww. All right. Take it easy. Okay, nerds, thanks so much for checking out the episode. And thanks to my guests, Cynthia Borges and Tony Williams, for joining me and discussing some good old fashioned wrestling. If you're enjoying what we're doing here on Nerds with Opinions, make sure you check out my social media profiles at Twitter and Instagram at nerds underscore opinions, and you can find me on Facebook at Nerds with Opinions. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, give this a five-star rating. Give it a review. All that stuff really helps the exposure of the podcast. If you're on Spotify... They don't have ratings, they don't have reviews, but you can follow Nerds with Opinions on Spotify, and you can share the tracks, and also, I just love to, you know, connect with people that are into the podcast, so if you have any sort of feedback, good, bad, otherwise, hit me up on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Again, thanks so much for checking out the episode. As always, I'm your host, Matt Holbin, and you have been listening to Nerds with Opinions.